Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. Today's episode will be on Fear the Walking Dead, Season 6, Episodes 15 and 16, along with other TV and movie recommendations. I'm Diana, and my good friend Debbie is back to join me in talking about the last two episodes of the season. Hi, Debbie. Welcome back. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so glad to have you here. I'm so happy to be back. Yay! <laughs> we love talking about our favorite show. Oh, yes. You know, in, in watching the last uh, two episodes, uh, it made me wonder about an apocalypse and, and having uh, things from our past. That historian that was in the last episode wanted to collect uh, some art to keep it as a form of history. And one of the things was a vinyl that he listened to on his turntable. So I thought, wow, what if you could only listen to one album? What if you only could save one somewhere? And I thought, what would it be? What would you want to listen to for the rest of your days? Or the, it could have been the last one day of their life. So, Debbie, what do you think? If you could pick one artist or album to listen to the rest of your life, what would it be? Well, well, my, I, I've got to cheat. I, I have to pick more than one, you know, for five days of the week plus midnight and 6 a.m. Um, so uh, my, my choices are the Eagles Hotel California album, Andrea Bocelli Romanza album, Fleetwood Mac's Bear Trees, Elton John's Madman Across the Water, Mickey Mouse's Splash Dance. It's from the 80s. My kids loved it, and I still do, and I still have it to oh this my day. Gosh. And, of course, a lot of miscellaneous Madonna songs, Amadeus Mozart movie soundtrack, George Winston's December. It's a beautiful piano. And then, of course, some of the Beastie Boys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't just choose one. You know, it's funny. I'm so bad at picking just one that I tend to pick two or three myself. Uh, it's hard to narrow down because it depends on my mood. Exactly. Uh, and I love music and I have an eclectic interest of all kinds. So I thought, well, what would I put? You know, I like currently is Michael Buble. I listen to a lot and I listen to Green Day. Okay. Those are very different from each other. And then I thought, well, what about the vinyls that I put on on a Saturday to clean the house? Um, I have Fleetwood Mac that I love. I love the Rumors album. And I love Motown. I love 80s music. I love rock music. Okay. Instead of one song, how about a, a 10 player CD, a CD player? <laughs> I know. We're going to be, we should have a Walkman like Grace had, right? Yes, yes. But, okay, so if I really had to narrow it down, uh, I kind of thought of maybe Journey Ooh. because there's ballads in there. They rock out a little bit. And I just love his voice. It's just so beautiful. Yes. I, it's hard to pick just one song or one artist or album. And yes. there's so much good music out there. But honestly, we'd probably be happy to listen to anything we could get our hands on. Yeah. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. So friends out there, let us know what you think. What artist or album would you listen to for the rest of your life? You can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens or at our Screens and Focus Facebook page. You can follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our website and YouTube channel. The link is in our show notes. All right, Debbie, in episode 15, USS Pennsylvania, we see the group 
arrive at the submarine and try to make their way in to stop Teddy and Riley from setting off the nukes. What did you think of this episode? Well, overall, I thought it was okay. Teddy is still crazy annoying, but he actually played his part so well. And I liked how they, how the writers uh, began and paralleled Dakota and Morgan trying to, you know, navigate through their internal traumas, which were parallel in my mind. And I also like the intense buildup of launching of the rockets. And, you know, it was okay. It was not a bad episode. Well, you know what part I really liked was the opening sequence because I felt the starkness of this apocalypse when Morgan was leaving his town that he built and it looked so um, desolate. And it just... It left this sort of empty feeling for, you know, in me for them. So I was really worried. And that feeling kept or stayed with me through the episode. Mm. So I was feeling the intensity and the anxiousness because I didn't know what was in store for our group. I really didn't know. So I was, you know, worried for them. And I was completely shocked by Strand although I'm not sure why, because he's always looking out for himself. But I guess what really shocked me is that he turned on his friend. And he, I mean, he actually ruined his or broke his axe weapon. And I thought, man, you're really leaving him to these walkers. And it just shocked me. I I was really shocked by Strand. Yeah, I I agree. And I was thinking uh, when they were trying to get into the submarine. Well, how did Teddy and his crew get in? And then and Morgan and his crew on the top. I just felt, uh, is there more than one entrance? Yeah. Anyway, um, so, you know, I'm thinking logistically, I was probably way overthinking it. But yes, Strand. Oh, my gosh. I I yelled so loud that my cat jumped up and skidded out of the room. And I was so (laughs) mad. And at first, though, before that, before he pushed him, I was thinking, wow, what a great team. I love seeing Morgan and Strand together. And then, bada boom, he pushes him and breaks his weapon. And what the hell? I know. Yeah. He's crazy, that darn Strand. (laughs) I was so shocked by Dakota and that her mind is so lost and far gone. Because when she was first introduced, I really liked her. I thought, man, she's really going to help out our group. But then... The last few episodes, it all started when she killed John Dory. And then she started killing people left and right and or betraying them. So that girl is lost. And I also feel like Teddy knew how vulnerable she was. And he preys upon that. Oh, yeah. Master manipulator. He is. And just like he did with Riley, because he said, Riley was lost when I found him. And I'm thinking, man, it must have been like Christmas Day to find Riley, because here you have someone who has control over these uh, nuclear warheads. And that just probably delighted Teddy to no end. Well, not only control, he had he knew how to program and make them launch. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he uses people that are very vulnerable and to to his means. So who knows what he was going to try to do to Alicia, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then Dakota almost kills Stran, yeah. but Morgan. 
ends up saving him. Of course. (laughs) And then the missiles are launched. Yeah, that was a shocker. I know. I kept thinking, they're not going to launch them, right? Somebody's going to stop this somewhere. I, I thought that too. Because I honestly thought if they're launched, that our group is gone or all these people are gone. Because I really wasn't sure the impact of how the proximity of how close these missiles need to be to destroy people and vegetation and anything else. I thought, oh, my God, they're gone. They're dead. So I don't know. Did you do you have any other thoughts or tidbits on this episode? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Miss Dakota. Yeah, I do agree. She is really messed up and weak. But boy, could she fire a gun, huh? <laughs> and I was really, uh, really happy when Morgan clocked her. Yeah. yeah. That was great. You know, and then I'm, I'm no submarine expert by any means, of course, but I just felt these scenes inside were not real, that they were kind of staged. I don't know, the lighting and things looked too new. But one thing I really liked when they were doing close-ups of Teddy's face and Morgan when they were struggling and yeah. the keys and then the the music and the intensity and Teddy was like in ecstasy and then the keys turned and the missiles launched and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I know. So you go back and watch that scene. It's, it's pretty interesting. If yeah. You really just look at the camera views and the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you know what? And I was thinking on Teddy's plan, if... He's leaving Leisha alive because she is Hope, but he has her down there by herself. Who is supposed to let her out? And how is she supposed to populate the earth by herself? <laughs> so at that moment, I it didn't make sense to me. Now that I've seen the finale, I kind of get where it's going. But at the moment, I thought, how is this going to happen? And who's going to get Alicia out? Right, right. And I also felt really bad for Grace for those few minutes that she thought Morgan was dead because when Dakota had that gun on Strand ready to kill him, uh, she says, you killed Morgan. And you see uh, Grace fall apart and start crying and crying. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But I was so happy that when Morgan did knock out Dakota and save Strand, uh, he rushed to um, the intercom to tell her that he was alive. So. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But I did feel really sorry for her. She was really good at portraying that grief that she was feeling. Yes, yeah. Yeah, she's a pretty good actress. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, back to Alicia real quick. Uh, yeah, I think Teddy just felt she fit the mold of what he was looking for. She was young, feisty, strong, and... But you're right. You know, here she is in this room alone. Who knows she's there? Who yeah. would be survive? Who, if anyone survived? And how's she going to get out? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it was. It was a good episode leading into episode 16, entitled "The Beginning." The warheads are launched and ready to explode. Morgan sends out a message for everyone to do something meaningful. And we see how each character or group of characters are affected. So, what stood out to you? In the finale, Debbie. (laughs) Well, I thought that this episode had a lot of really touching moments. And I also thought that woman was Alicia. And I kept looking in the baby and I thought, wow, it really advanced forward. 
the missiles must have gone off. Everybody died except some man who impregnated Alicia. And then she had a baby Morgan. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's so um, funny. Yeah. And then I realized it wasn't her. And I'm like, well, who is this woman? But uh, she was trying to get her car working and the cloud. And I thought to myself, she should breastfeed the baby real quick before she moves on. And and then she stabs herself and... And then she conveniently had a dog. So <laughs> Yeah. That's so funny that you thought about breastfeeding the baby, but that's such a mom thing, yeah. right? It's like, oh, breastfeed, give the baby one last uh, <laughs> drink. So uh, I don't know if I would have been brave enough to let my baby go, although she probably thought I'm going to die, you know, or I'm going to kill my baby. So, but it was a good thing she did. Um mm-hmm. So I went into this episode wondering how they're going to stop the missiles or the warheads because I really didn't think that they would explode because I didn't think people could survive. So I was really happy to see this episode told in chapters so that we could see how each of the characters is facing what could possibly be their last moment. So I really liked seeing that part. And at the beginning, I didn't recognize Rachel either. And I didn't know who she was until the ending when Morgan recognized her and said, Rachel. And that's when I realized she was Isaac's wife. I believe it was his name was Isaac, who was in the very first episode that saved Morgan when he was half dead, you know, walking around with all the walkers. And he, Isaac, saved Morgan so that he could help him with his wife um, because he was bit. Isaac was bit. So he wanted someone to help her give birth and start this um, town or this, you know, community that they had. So it wasn't until then that I realized who she was and that the baby was baby Morgan. So it was really cute. But I That broken leg just killed me. I screamed out loud because they kept showing her bone through her leg, and it was so gross. I would have threw up. I I know. (laughs) It was like, oh, my gosh. And then she was trying to walk on it. And then the fact that she almost killed her baby, but she thought twice about that. And then that's when she tied herself to the dog and wrapped her mouth up so that she wouldn't eat the dog or the or the baby. You know, I thought she wrapped her mouth because just cr- screaming pain because That's of her leg. That's what I thought. Yeah. I, did, I didn't even think about being a walker. Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, that is what I thought first. I thought she was going to do something to her and wrap her mouth, but then I realized she didn't want to eat the baby or the yes, dog yes. so that they could get to where they needed to go. And of course, the best part of that was at the end because it gave Morgan and Grace a chance at a new beginning with this yes. baby. And... I have to say, I was mad at Morgan and Grace because they were willing to to die right there before. I mean, yes, the warheads were launched, but I thought, well, what if they don't detonate or what if this or what if that or just like it was people were finding places to duck and cover and get through yes, that. Yes. So I'm like, you don't give up. You don't ever give up. You You don't know what's over that little mountain, over that little hill, a few more seconds. Under so, a big truck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad that they didn't follow through on their plan. And I was really happy to see that they profess their love to each other and that they kissed each other. I haven't seen a kiss like that. 
I don't even know when I've seen a kiss like that on Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, it, it was a great scene. That yeah. that was very good between the two of them. And I loved it when they had their little foreheads and looking, staring into each other's yes. eyes. And then they heard the crying. Yeah. And then the realization that it was a real baby. I know. Yeah. And I thought it was seemed unfeasible. I don't know that they hid under a truck and that was good enough I know. to get away from the nuke because here comes a walker and its back is all singed off. And I'm like, well, how did you just get under some big old truck and, and you find yourself alive? So I'm glad. I'm very glad, but I felt like there could have been a better place for them to hide to feel like, oh, okay, they really got away from the blast. What else did you think, Debbie? Well, there was the guy who played the rabbi. His name is Peter Jacobson, and he was in that movie Colony that I spoke about in the past. And uh, That show, The Colony? Yes, the show, Netflix series, Colony. And uh, his character just made me laugh because uh, he was such a badass on the other show. <laughs> and here he's a rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> Killing walkers. <laughs> I love seeing characters come into The Walking mm -hmm. Dead and or and Fear the Walking Dead and, and characters from the show on other shows, too, because I always affiliate them with our show. <laughs> so it's really good to see that. Uh, oh, my gosh. What the heck, Strand? For a moment. OK, for a moment. I felt sorry for him as a tear ran down <laughs> his face. And then he flat out lied to that historian and said his name was Morgan. Right. I was Ugh. like, what? Oh, my gosh. And then the explosion happened and he survived and he finally fesses up to the historian that he's Strand and not Morgan and that he always survives being just who he is. And I have to say, I was worried because... I thought, are you going to kill that historian now? Because he was talking about bringing this art and these pieces of history to live on. And I thought, maybe you're going to get rid of him. But then the way the historian's eyes were looking, and, and we don't really know him and his true intention, is he going to kill Strand yeah. at the last minute? I just felt a real intensity in that scene. So I really wasn't sure what was happening. So I really actually liked that scene a lot between the, both of them. Mm -hmm. I felt the same. So I thought that was really good. And yeah, I do not see Alicia forgiving Strand mm -hmm. at this point. And nope. I feel like he's back at the bottom of the barrel on everyone's list, including mine. Yeah, yeah. I don't want him dead because although what he did to uh, Morgan was really, really bad. But yeah. I don't know. It's unforgivable, actually. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that historian scene, too, the the room and the stuff and the guy having that old bourbon. Uh, of course, Strand being as full of himself person. <laughs> and then uh, Daniel. I was a little confused with Daniel. You know, he used to be such a badass. And, and now, well, you know, he's kind of lost his mojo, but at least he heard the coordinates and acted on it. Yeah. You know, I agree with you about Daniel, but he did realize that Riley and that driver guy were in cahoots and immediately shot oh, that yes. guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so he acted really fast. So I was really, he didn't second guess himself at all. You're right. So it felt like Daniel, <laughs> even though, you know, he's a little 
hesitant on other things. I think he's hesitant when it comes to his people making the right decision, but I think when he has that gut feeling. And I also love that Luciana um, is, it was her, right, that was banking on him and kind of calling the shots a little bit of what to do. I like the camaraderie between the two. They were speaking Spanish, and he's like, where's the gun? And she said something to him, and I said, oh, I kind of love that, that bonding of of the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then I loved uh, Dwight and Sherry and then how they found that family and, boy, took care of business there. And then they were in that bunker. I love Dwight and Sherry. I love them. I'm so happy that Sherry came to the realization she did and that Dwight was there to comfort her. I know she had a lot of trauma trying to get over Negan, but she was feeling really guilty about spending the time concentrating on how to get back to him to kill him. But realizing it was wasting her living right now with Dwight. And so I really felt it when she was talking to Dwight. And I felt really bad for her. And I love that Dwight was there to comfort her. I thought he said the right things. And I love them as a team. And uh, when Dwight went back and when he shot the guy in the leg and said, you're going to get a view. And... As they were walking away, Sherry says, wow, I haven't seen that from you (laughs) in a while. Where has that Dwight been? Uh, And then he says, you know, basically, they're going to right some wrongs and Mm -hmm. they're going to be the good or they're going to, you know, the good guy is going to win. And I had seen on the Talking Dead how uh, there's going to be a little bit of Bonnie and Clyde uh, between them and their journey. So I'm really kind of looking forward to seeing their journey after in season seven. That'll be fun. Yeah. And also the CRM helicopter. I thought it was, I, I'm, of course, I'm glad Daniel was right and got them to the right place. And here comes the helicopter. And I was a bit confused, but I came to realize when I watched it again that they walked up to the pilot and the pilot had a walkie-talkie. And from what I understand, the walkie-talkie was Al talking to them, saying, don't talk to the pilot. The less you know, the better. Just get in. I was wondering, too. I was confused. But now I, now I see what you're saying. So that's what I think it yes, meant. That's I what I perceived from that. And hopefully we're going to get... I'm assuming that could be Isabel, and maybe we're going to see Isabel in the future. And it made me wonder, where is Maggie Grace? Because they didn't show her live. They just had her voice through a walkie-talkie. So she must be doing some other shows or movies or something. I, I hope for her sake that that's the reason. Oh, man. And then Dakota, she was one bad cookie, and I am glad she was vaporized. She was burnt to a crisp. I'm glad she got Teddy on her way out. Yes. But man, I was creeped out by the way he held her hand and the way he kissed her and he hugged her. And I'm like, this is grossing me out, (laughs) man. I don't know what his plans were. And I'm glad we didn't get to see them um, because that's when John Dory Sr. and June came up to them. And uh, they forgave her, which I was shocked about. I'm like, what? You guys are going to forgive her? But hopefully that was more for their sake and not for hers. Yeah. So it was kind of good to see that exchange. And then they saw that there was a bunker. And that's why Dakota felt like she was being betrayed and used by Teddy. She realized, oh, my God, you're using me, too. So I was glad that um, 
she finally understood. That, yes. You yeah. know. But you're right about her being good with the gun. She's all, she, yeah. she's just shooting people I left know. and right. It's like, man, you're a good girl. So it was all, it was, it was really good. And then I thought to myself, so much of Texas is destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. What is going to happen in season seven? They're not going to have a lot to go back to. Well, not only that, I think if I recall, there was one quick scene at near the end where it was like a bunker and some, a big, you know, um, six by six kind of fell to the side. And I thought, oh, is that where Alicia is? And that, and that they're letting us know that she can get out. Oh, I didn't see that. I did see the name of the place that she was at and that oh, it, when it was exploding that. okay you know like it was traveling by the her yeah but i didn't see that part that you're talking about well that was part of that i believe because but... teddy and riley and all of them are dead so how is someone going to find alicia yeah yeah <laughs> man i know for alicia i know <laughs> oh gosh well, I can say that season six was really a good season. Yes, it was. I yes. like everything that we yep. saw and yep. everything that uh, our group has been through and the villains that we've seen. So it, it's been really good. I'm looking forward to season seven. Yes, yes. So it'll be good. Thank you, Debbie, for our wrap up of Fear the Walking Dead season six. Yes. I want to know what else are you currently watching? I totally enjoy the oldie but goodie American Ninja Warrior, and wow. and so that's been uh, been on my uh, list. So one movie I saw a few weeks back was called Dead Rising. It was from 2015. It had three and three quarter stars. It was very entertaining, but you know it's it's on Prime Prime Video. It's just another zombie movie. However, I think John Dory is in that movie. That too. Yes, he had a quick scene. And I... Garrett Dillahunt. Is that his name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like John Dory. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but he has a quick, uh, you know... Cameo? 30-second cameo in that movie. And then I, I also saw Army of the Dead. Um, and, you know, you, you both covered that pretty well. So that was kind of interesting. Well, what did you think? Well, I, I thought it was a little long. Um, and then I... The whole time I'm thinking... Oh my gosh, humans created this unbelievable strong zombie. But then the storyline of getting the money from Vegas added some inter interesting points, but um it, it just seemed like these people were too powerful and how are the humans are going to conquer them and then the guy's daughter, I mean, it was just pretty intense. It was very intense. Yeah. But it, it was very entertaining. As yeah. Well. well, thank you Debbie. Thank you for those recommendations. I've been watching, actually, I've been watching a lot of TV shows and movies, and I have quite a few to recommend to everybody. So I've been watching High School Musical, the series. This is on Disney+. Plus. It's a mockumentary musical drama. So it's set at East High School, where the original movie was set, and the drama teacher and a group of teenage theater kids are staging... High School Musical. Uh -huh. So we get to see all these teenage shenanigans. And it's a cute, fun show. And I know um, uh, a lot of up-and-coming young people are coming from the show. So oh, it's, it's entertaining. Also, Sweet Tooth on Netflix. I also know some 
coworkers and other friends who are watching this and really love it. So this is an adventure fantasy series. It's set in a post-apocalyptic world where a hybrid boy, Gus, who's half human, half deer, tries to make a new start with an unexpected protector. I've got to watch this one. It's really cute. Oh my gosh. Yes, it's a very cute movie. And I say cute because this Gus character, he's so sweet. He's a sweet boy and he's got these little you know, he's not antlers. A boy. He's a yeah. I know. Well, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, but we, <laughs> you're so funny. He's not a boy. <laughs> he is. He's half boy. Uh, it's really cute. And a lot of people really like that show. Ooh, I'm gonna watch it. Uh, Loki just started. It's on Disney Plus. Uh, Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson and Gugu Mbatha-Ra. This series finds Loki, the god of mischief, as he steps out of his brother's shadow to embark on an adventure that takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame. I've only seen one episode so far, Mm. and it's it's entertaining. I mean, Tom Hiddleston is very good. As far as movies, I watch The Conjuring, which is on HBO Max. If you want to watch Scary, watch this. Demons and Exorcism, yikes. It is based on a true story, which really scares the the bejesus out of me. So, um, yeah, very scary. (laughs) So you can check that out. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw Cruella on HBO Max Premiere Access. You did have to pay extra for this, but um, there was six of us watching this, and it was worth it. It was like we were at the movies. We all had popcorn, and it was better than I expected. Emma Stone and Emma Thompson are so good. Um, The fashion, oh man, the fashion was fantastic. And the story has a comparison to the Joker of how uh, your life and your upbringing shape your choices. So that part was interesting to watch, but I really enjoyed it. So I would encourage people to watch it. In the Heights, oh my gosh, HBO Max. Wow. Blown away by this Lin-Manuel Miranda, Tony winning musical. This ha- He wrote this and had it on Broadway before Hamilton. It's starring Anthony Ramos. It, he's among an ensemble cast that is so good. Uh, it, this movie is vibrant, joyous, and fun to watch. We did a standalone episode just on this movie, so you oh. can look for that podcast episode. But I, I would encourage you to go watch In the Heights. It is really well done. I feel like it's a a joyful celebration of culture. So, yeah, I would encourage anybody to watch it. Oh, the people that I know ha- who have seen it really liked it. So I'll give you that. I saw Tenet on HBO Max. This movie had my mind working in overdrive. You have to pay attention because it has the future intertwining with the present and the story and the cinematography and the production were spectacular. It's Christopher Nolan doing what he does best. Uh, John David Washington is in this and Kenneth Branagh and Elizabeth Debicki. And it's something that you can't have while you're doing something else because your mind will get all messed up. You have to really watch it and pay attention. It's very cerebral. So um, Sounds like I need to subscribe to HBO Max. I know, right? (laughs) I have all these things that I've recently watched. 
And the last thing I want to bring up is Linda Ronstadt, The Sounds of My Voice. This, too, is on HBO Max. It's a documentary of the life and career of Linda Ronstadt, who I love. Maybe that's the album that I'm going to carry with me because (laughs) I have always loved Linda Ronstadt. I just think she has the most beautiful voice. And after seeing this... um, I appreciated her so much more. She was a pioneer. She beat to her own drum. She sang what she wanted to sing. People would advise her left and right, don't do this, it'll ruin your career. Nope, if she wanted to do it, if it was in her heart, she was gonna do it. Good for her. She wasn't in it for fame or for money. She was in it because she loved to sing. She grew up. And uh, her father was Mexican. I'm trying to remember her mother, her mother's heritage. I And I quite, I'm sorry, I can't quite remember, but she was highly influenced by her Mexican culture. And that's why she put out that Spanish album that is so good. I love her voice in that. She's so good in that. I think she won some Grammys off of that. But um, unfortunately... Uh, Parkinson's has affected her voice, so she had to retire probably eight years ago. It was said in the documentary that she has Parkinson's, but I recently read that they misdiagnosed her and she has a different ailment, but it it still has the same effect on her. She can't sing anymore. Oh, no. She can still talk and and sing maybe like me and you, (laughs) right? But to her, she can't sing. And I thought that must be torture because she talked. Because she does talk in this at the beginning, and they interview her throughout it. And to hear her talk about how music is in her soul and how it translates out of her, it hurts me for her because she's such an um, oh, artist yeah. and a musician. Yeah. So I feel really yeah. bad, but I'm grateful that she was able to give us some music oh, that I she did. Watch that too. And I, yeah, I would highly recommend watching that because I, it's I, very good. I forgot. I did see a movie in the movie theater with my grandbabies. Oh, tell me. We saw Spirit. Oh, And cute. it was so cute, along with my two little grandbabies enjoying their first movie in a real theater and popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> so you enjoyed that? Yes, it was a, a very cute story, a cartoon, and a young lady who um, is a city girl and goes to visit her grandfather Aww. with her, I think it's her aunt or uh, protector. And um, the story about horses. So it's very good. Oh, spirit. How perfect. Yeah. It's really a cute story. Very heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Debbie. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for your thoughts on Fear the Walking Dead and also for your recommendations of all the movies that you've mentioned. Um, I'm very thankful that you're here to podcast with me. I I really appreciate you. And so, everybody, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in, and we hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity, or inspiration. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We need your feedback, and this also helps other listeners find us. We'll be uploading a new episode in a couple of weeks. We have some fun podcast genres coming up, road trip movies, superhero movies, coming of age movies. Look for those in the summer. In the fall, we'll be back with The Walking Dead season 11. Plus, we always have TV and movie recommendations for you. You can check out our blog for those. 
You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.